welcome to a new episode. Um, we're back in good time again. Fairly good time anyway. Too soon. I'm here with Dave. How are you doing? Hi. Introduce yourself. My name's Dave. <laughs> I like snooker. I'm a snookerholic. <laughs> um, well, first little clip I wanted to play. Um, it was your birthday recently, wasn't it? It was. I was going to get you one of these, you know, these celebrity voice messages, oh, yeah. like video messages. Yeah, but you didn't. Um, well, I didn't get you one because <laughs> I, went, I went on there and I tried so to... So you didn't, didn't get me anything. <laughs> I tried to get, like, the cheapest one. Oh, this one's for, like, four me. quid. And I yeah. thought, does anyone you recognise? I'll get you it for yeah. four quid. There's not going to be anyone I recognise for. It was all, like, uh, no mark, like, reality stars yeah. and stuff, um, which is a bit crap. And, like, people's pets. <laughs> people's pets? And their pets. <laughs> Like well art. <laughs> yeah, there was like dogs on there. There was a dog called Puggy Smalls. Who the fuck is Puggy Smalls? I don't know. I feel like a YouTube Someone. star. Do you reckon Well Art's still alive? Nah. Yeah. It's like 30 years ago. But anyway, I went on there. Right. Um, I couldn't find anyone. But Jake, John Virgo's on there. Alright. So I was looking through. He does like sample videos just to show the kind of thing he does. And he addressed one to a day for his birthday. And I thought, right, click save. I'll have that. <laughs> yeah. Save himself 50 quid. Um, but unfortunately, this Dave is a criminal because oh. you got to give them like sort of personal features so they can personalise yeah. it. Yeah. And it didn't really fit. But I'll see what you make of this. Oh. Quite, quite odd. <laughs> Hello, Dave. I hope you're having a nice life. Remember when you stole that car? The police. <laughs> How weird is that? It's <laughs> like an intro. It's really strange. You should have just edited it out. I could have done. But there was like other little bits in it, and it was just like didn't. If you really just sent me as an audio clip, yeah. Hello, Dave. Well, after that, he goes on to say like happy nice birthday. Life. You're not stolen any cars, have you? Would have been perfect. Not yet. Do you want? Not me yet. <laughs> if I steal one for next year, would that make it easier for you <laughs> to get make me? It <laughs> make it easier for you. Yeah. Um, remember when you stole that car? Cars are harder to steal. My fucking car. <laughs> I know where you live, Dave. It's harder to steal cars nowadays. Yeah. Like, you need a lot of... I mean, I've got no experience of... I reckon nowadays like you need a lot of sophisticated equipment in the 90s. Coat hanger. Coat hanger. That's <laughs> all you needed. If films have taught me anything, yeah. it's really easy to hotwire a car. Yeah, you basically know. just pull some wires out from underneath the steering wheel, get hold of any two, Yeah. stick them together. The in the 90s them. it was easy to nick cars with a coat hanger and doing that. Like, yeah. I think it was anyway. I don't think it was that easy. I don't think it was as easy as films make out to be. I remember like hearing the phrase when I was like really young of joyriding and thinking it sounded amazing and not, not really knowing what it meant Hi, Mum can I go joyriding <laughs> like, go on son and then do you know do you remember um, uh, Children's Ward yeah on CITV so it, fucking bleak that programme that was bleak um, for children it was bleak yeah. there was a gang on there who would always get into trouble and they went joyriding they put the little kid in the sunroof and they were wazzing round and I was like this looks absolutely amazing and spoiler alert they all died <laughs> Well, they didn't uh, even make it to children's wars. Just no, well, I think the dead. lad in the in the sunroof died, and the others were like seriously injured. Yeah. But, so then right. I changed my mind about joyriding. Not so much joy. I actually went joyriding once, like, but Did you? yeah, kind of. <laughs> is this a confession? Well, I tell you what happened. Um, it was billed as joyriding. It didn't really live up to its billing. Right. But um, it was a, we were all like at a friend's house, yeah. about fourteen or fifteen. And it's like mum was away. Build his joyriding. <laughs> on the invitation. <laughs> yeah, goodie bag at the end. Come round for some joyriding. I'll tell you what. Three till five. <laughs> but, um, 
Well, um, yeah, so we were all at this lad's house. You know, it's like when you're like 15, like yeah. parents were away, it was all getting a bit loud. He's like, oh, t- let's take the car out, you know, let's take my mum's car out. Yeah. And I was like, and everyone was like up for it, and I was like properly like donging my pants, like, <laughs> like really didn't want to do it. But you know what it's like, you, you just have to go along, along. With it. But it ended up quite farcical because we got in and he would only go about 10 miles an hour. And he was only willing to turn left. <laughs> so he just went in like a big circle. Yeah. It was it was probably quite safe though. Yeah. It was it we was all survived. Yeah, we survived that. It was it was it was quite funny in the end, like, I'm impressed that a fifteen year old could actually drive a car. Yeah, I was actually I mean, that was really impressed. Was it an automatic, me. was it, man? I think it was a gear car, yeah. Gear. Gear. This car's the gear. I remember everyone going like put some tunes on, put some tunes on. And obviously like his mum had beaten it recently and he was like <laughs> put his mum's cassette in. <laughs> then he just flicked the radio on and like for a few seconds it was like Radio Four. Yeah. And it turned into like the most middle class joy band that's ever yeah. commenced. <laughs> <laughs> Sat in the back eating yeah. carrot Good joyriding music, that. You've got a tattoo of a coat hanger, haven't you? Tattoo of a coat hanger? Oh, no, it's not a coat hanger, is it? <laughs> Start again. It was. How is it? Question mark. It's something crooked. Imagine if you got a Don't coat. Don't give me any identifying features oh, on yeah. this. If you, if you love joyriding so much, you get a tattoo of a coat hanger. Coat hanger and hot dangling wires. <laughs> hot dangling wires. <laughs> <laughs> My mum got her car stolen in the 90s. Yeah. When from Tesco car park when it was all the rage do you know Tesco car park I do know it we came out of all our bags and like we had to walk home in the room oh where's the car (laughs) who's playing silly buggers with the car that was a real pain actually I can imagine it really pissed off yeah but wouldn't uh, wouldn't be nice experience but yeah I think you're right it's harder to nick car in in summary it's harder to steal cars nowadays I think it is unless you've got the key that's what they do nowadays this is vent, you know. This is venturing a little bit bleak, but they just basically knock on your door in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, when you in. answer it, burst in with a knife yeah, and yeah. go give that, you your fucking keys. That happened to us. Well, nearly happened to us. Miriam stopped it. Miriam, <laughs> I put a stop to this. But you, know, um, don't, you mean Snooker Wife? Snooker Wife stopped it. Snooker Wife stopped it. Yeah, because she's quite authoritative. <laughs> Clear off. Nine, Rouse. <laughs> I, I think I'm misremembering that uh, car stolen thing. I know she did get a car stolen from Mom's kid. Tesco, but I'm not sure we were there. But anyway, did she steal a car from Oscar? No, she got a car stolen. It's one of the two. It, it was weird actually because she'd forgotten about it. We like you know sorted it all out and just forgot about it. And maybe like a year later, the police rang up we and said, "They said like we f- I think we found your car, but you need to give us ten um, distinguishing characteristics of the car to ID it." What the fuck? Yeah, I'm, I know it's registration number. How about she, that? She said uh, all she could think of was like. Um, Right, being a stain backseat. That's all she said. And they were like dead persistent. And she was just like, in the end, she just like was just going like making stuff up, like, like dirty mud flaps, greasy, <laughs> greasy dipstick. <laughs> you greasy dipstick. It's <laughs> your mum's nickname. Greasy dirty dip- mud flaps. Um, Listen here, greasy dipstick. <laughs> Get off the phone. That can't be right that the police are like, right, can you describe it, please? Ten yeah, yeah, ten things. Because you just go, well, it's. I gave you the registration number. It's registered. Yeah, to but me. I suppose they t- they changed the register and stuff. Yeah, but they would still be they'd still be able to check the registration yeah. number against like the serial number in the car. Maybe like, they're trolling. I don't think that was the police. You must provide me with ten. You must provide me with fifteen identifying features. Yeah, things were very, each more elaborate than the last. Things weren't that sophisticated in the nineties. No. This is turning into the nineties podcast. It's a nineties podcast. You must provide me with ten things. All she can think of is Ribena stains. Ribena stains, dirty mud flaps, greasy dipstick. 
Um, so now I'm, I'm <laughs> going to Carl so much. He's out of Oh, Choking on my cup of tea. Choking on my cup of tea. It's because it's not enough milk in it. Oh, the cup of tea you provided me with is like pond water. I like it like that. Maybe you'd put you out the milk with a pipette. <laughs> How many drops? How many drops, mate? Two drops. Yeah, I like a healthy splash. It's it's the cost of living crisis, mate. You get one drop. Uh, cost of living crisis, <laughs> mate. Sharon. It sounded like Ozzy. Fucking, fucking drop a piff in my mouth. Jack, mate. Fucking drop a piff in. What we talk about? Um, okay, next clip. So, did you know? That, <laughs> <laughs> did you know that um, after the World Championships, they keep the table in the crucible, they change all the signs, and they uh, broadcast the seniors. Right. Did you yeah. know that? Uh, I think I did know uh, that. Yeah. And they saw it's quite dodgy. They put put it online on the bed button, and it's quite a loose <clears> production. Yeah, yeah. And also the commentary is quite loose. Yeah, loose. Um, and I switched it on and I heard this brilliant bit of commentary from JV and the Grinder. Right. And it lapsed into a kind of podcast. And I was like, this is really good. This is the kind of thing we were talking about last episode that right. we wanted. Different levels of commentary. This, this is sort of, yeah, this is a good level. I'm going to listen to this. They get on to like talking about rowing boats and stuff and all kinds of shit. Yeah, I was just thinking uh, about, um, you know, the four championships or titles that Ken would would have owned or will have uh, owned in his career, but I'm 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 still wondering how he became uh, like an overseas player uh, living in Dublin. Well, it's, you know, because Neil Robertson's from Australia and I'm from Canada, and I mean I've just heard that they're like somebody just rode rode a boat from uh, Bristol to uh, Dublin. That's not overseas, is it? Well, I think the fact. Uh the Republic of Ireland is not part of the uh, of Britain, so to speak. Oh, okay. You know, they have Great Britain and Ireland. So you're defending that? Well, uh, it's okay. We're not going to fall out because no, of this. But no. it was just I. I thought that uh, but you, wanna, you would you, be the perfect guy. You to don't want to class him as an overseas world champion, then. Well, you think you got to get on a plane to be an overseas world champion? No, well, the rowboat got to me. Oh, right, right. How long would that take a rowboat to? Say, going from the West Coast. I, I don't want to get into this too much, but I, no, thought, I'd, no, well, you know, I thought I'd bring it up because I couldn't sleep last night. Okay, well, give me five minutes. I'll get on Google and I'll... Uh, right. What size rowboat? Uh, uh, two, uh, two oars. Right. Is, oh, well, is, you can't have one. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> going around in circles. Right? Okay, end of conversation. And I suppose it all depends, just to end with this, who, who's rowing it? I mean, if it was you and I, I mean, <laughs> a few months, if it was Sir Steve Redgrave, the multi-gold medalist, uh, maybe not that long. <laughs> Maybe not How that good long. is that though? A couple of minutes. Um, that's really good, isn't it? Yeah. I'd love that. 
like early on in the match, just a bit of podcast talking to yeah. and through. And then as it builds to a sort of crescendo and it becomes a bit more tense, then back into the snooker commentary. Yeah. I think that'd be great. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I like I think that... it. Uh, um, yeah, I like that. It was a good, um, good chat. One all. One all. I like the <laughs> bit where Cliff's like. Ah, so you're defending that, are you? <laughs> Quite <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. You're defending that, are you? And then he goes, we're not going to fall out. <laughs> we fucking are going to fall out. Oh no, you'd be coming round in circles. Oh no, you fucking prick. <laughs> you fucking Canadian cunt. Um, I pretty much only watch snooker for those like safety battles at the end of the Yeah. Like, that's where I am with snooker. And that's why... Very much so. I don't... <laughs> when I watch it, I don't really care who wins most of the time. You want it to be tense. I just want it to go You want to, them to lose their heads. Yeah. I want it to be like... Last frame decider. I think that's also why Snooker will struggle in the future to gain... New fans. Yeah, young fans. Because it's such a long time to get that payoff. <clears throat> and like yeah. kids are just not prepared these days. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I think a lot of people... Not just kids, are yeah. but that's why it's not that much. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> amongst like, the general population, you know, it gets quite good viewing figures off the back of when it was on telly yeah. and there was four channels. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. There's still that legacy and still the sort of yeah. uh, the offspring of those people who watched it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Youth. I know what you mean. Whereas it's sort of now there's just too many things for kids to like be yeah. into. Isn't it? It's a big ask to go like sit down and watch snooker for six hours. six hours. And at the end, it might get quite tense. It's similar to like test cricket. Yeah. But maybe maybe Snooker should do something like cricket's done and have like twenty twenty. Well they've got the shootout and they've got shit. Yeah. It's rubbish. It's fucking rubbish. It's rubbish bite. Um But yeah, you know like when the when you're watching the Snooker and one player is like knocking in century break. Yeah. After century break and the comments are like, Oh, this is just amazing Snooker, this is the best Snooker you could hope to see and I'm like, nah, it's not I don't like this. This is boring for me. <laughs> so I like it when fun. they miss. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh fucking hell, I've done it. I like it when they miss. <laughs> and then the other one misses, and they, like you say, when they lose their heads and they're mm. sweating. Like, that's what I like. That's what I like. That's what I like. I like it when they're both shit. I like it when they're both really shit. The end. Ta ta! <laughs> <laughs> Can you be shit, please, lad? <laughs> So, Vlogging Spot found this woman, right? And she's doing like a sort of corporate video and think it's for like takeaways and restaurants to identify who their customers are and their process that they go through when they're ordering so they can like provide better customer service and stuff. But she's just talking a load of nonsense. I want to listen to this. On a Saturday night, like lots of people in England, we order our pizza. At this moment, there's a process of selection. Do we have the ham and pineapple? Do we have the cheeky chorizo one? We decide it and then we order it. If it's a teenager, they'll order it on an app. If it's me, I'll use the traditional phone. And then the anxiety begins. You're really unaware of it, but you start imagining the pizza. Five minutes in, you get your fingers tapping and you start pacing because you don't know where your pizza is. Ten minutes in, anxiety, family anxiety starts with kids shouting, did you get it from Herbie's? Did you get it from, did you get it from deep pan pizza down the road? Where is the bloody pizza? Uh, the pizza's nowhere to be seen. 15 minutes in, you're checking your order, your app, your telephone, and you're ringing the shop. After 20 minutes, you become quite despondent, and you've even forgotten what pizza you've ordered. 
and then you're slightly lost when that doorbell rings and your pizza arrives. When a pizza arrives and it's taken 30 minutes and no one's communicated to you, you're completely lost. That's it. <laughs> I've heard that clip before. I put it on Twitter. But oh, I don't know if you heard it on that. That's, yeah. that's where I heard yeah. it. <laughs> it's bad, um, isn't it? Yes. What is it? What is it actually for? I don't really know what it is. Like I just saw. I saw it on Twitter and just nicked it. Did you get it from Deep Pan Pizza down the road? It's the bloody pizza. You get it from Herbie's. You get, oh, do you get it from Herbie's? <laughs> do you get it from Herbie's? You get it from Herbie's, mate. Half an hour's alright, I think. Yeah. No one in their in their right mind orders a pizza and then five minutes later it's like, oh, where's the fucking pizza? Chicky chew. It... <laughs> the cheeky chirizio. Should we go inside her mind? With a cheeky chirizio. Cheeky chirizio. But did I ring Herbie's? Herbie? Is that you? <laughs> Where's my pizza? Oh, it's been ten minutes. I'm starting to get my fingers. Tapping. Tapping. Checking my phone. Checking me up. No pizza. No pizza. Herbie's. Hello, Herbie's. You ring in the shop. Hello, is that Herbie's? Yeah. I think it was a cheeky chorizo <laughs> and a ham and pineapple and a garlic bread. Oh, it might have been from deep end down the road. <laughs> Apologies. I'm using a traditional phone from the 1920s. <laughs> Oh, do you know we were talking about on the last podcast about Darius, didn't it? I was looking on his Wikipedia page. Is he, he all right now? Yeah, he's, he's... Well, no, he's not. Oh. He got into another scrape. Another, oh, Darius. Another near-death experience. Um, his life's like an episode of Children's Ward. His dad's a doctor. His dad's called... Dad's um, Dr. D- Dinesh. No, Booth Dinesh. Well, he's Dr. Dinesh. Dooth Dinesh. Dooth Dinesh. I've got the article here, right? It's another near-death experience from Darius. Okay. Um, the accident, he said, the accident happened on a lad's driving holiday as they drove on a motorway in the searing heat. He added, "That doesn't sound like a holiday. A lad's driving holiday down a motorway." <laughs> he added, "Because of the haze, we didn't see that there was a diesel spill on the road. Before we could work out what was going on, it was already too late. The car careered out of control on a bend, and we smashed into a wall at seventy miles an hour. My first recollection is my friend, the driver, asking if I was okay. And this is the weird bit." He said he got to hospital and he said, it's like, they were talking to me, it's like how you would talk to a baby. But I knew what she was saying. I was the luckiest man alive. And the nurse said, look, can you read that quote out? The nurse said, three millimetres this way, you know, walk. <laughs> three millimetres that way, you're dead. <laughs> you know that, Andy, man. <laughs> um, I thought that was quite an odd quote. That is very odd. Two centimetres this way, you know, walk. That way. You're dead. <laughs> Have you ever been on a driving holiday? No, I don't like driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's clear. I was going to see if you wanted to go on a lad's driving holiday. I did a long drive recently. We went to Cornwall. Did you? Great story. <laughs> six hours. Six hours in the car. I quite liked it. Did you stop? Yes. At the station. Yes. How was that? I had a wee. A wee wee. Don't drink. do it. Don't have a wee at the service station, Darius. They might make you pay 20p. Don't drink someone else's wee. 
Darius, this is your dad, the doctor. Don't drink someone else's weed. Don't go for a drive on the diesel spill on a lad's holiday. Oh, Boothy, shut up. Boothy! <laughs> So I heard this little interview with John Higgins. It was another one of these like quick fire interviews. Yeah. And they asked him I think they asked him who's the best singer and this is what he said. Best singer me. I am the best singer. I think if I can go on the karaoke, yeah. I don't think MD on the tour can live with me. My dulcet tones. No. Anything really, but if you take pick something maybe handbags and glad rags. Aye, that's, that's maybe my go-to, my go-to song. So, I was just wondering, I've got this new uh, voice effect that I downloaded, and it's really hard to sing with it, like to control your voice, because it sends it all over the place. I just wondered if you could try and sing in the style of John Higgins, see how you get on with it. Okay, I'll give it a go. How bites on the club, lads! <laughs> How bags are on the glow on the hogs? How bags are on the glow on the hogs? That you blood all down, blood hot, sweet to bite you. Very good. John Higgins there on the karaoke. John Higgins there with handbags and glad rags. <laughs> A new entry into the Snooker Charts. Oh, do you remember when we did pot, Top of the Top Pot? Top of the Pot, so that, that was yeah, careful. never again. One take, though. One take. Yeah. What a professional. When we actually used to plant stuff, yeah. it wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. Actually, your, do you know your pigeon joke? was Pigeon finance, yeah. Yeah, that was the only time you've ever uh, prepared, prepared for this podcast, <laughs> really. And how would look how good it was. And that was good. Did the ref's pigeon joke get a laugh? Uh was it just I, deadly silent? I think it's pretty silent. That's the worst. I did. I once stood up in a workplace and told um, on your desk. Like told a joke to like a whole office. Right, listen round, everyone. I'm going to tell a joke. And it like nobody. It just what got was, nothing. What was the joke? Oh, it's just so embarrassing. Go I don't want to tell say me. it. Tell me. Well, you can judge whoever you think it's good. I think in hindsight, it wasn't a very good joke. And okay. it probably this is a joke you've made up. I made this joke up. Right. Oh god, I can't even believe I said it. Go on. Right, I'll have to give a bit of background to the listeners. Okay. I worked in, it was like a CCTV control room for right. Home Bargains, and we were basically just uh, viewing like shoplifting incidents, and then we'd like report them to the police and stuff. So you didn't really know the names of the people because you were just sort of viewing it remotely. Mm. So we'd like give them nicknames and stuff. And there was like one older chap in the office, and we had this woman who, uh, she looked a bit like Deborah Harry, mm. and he nicknamed her Blondie for like obvious reasons. Now, a lot of the younger ones probably didn't know who Blondie was, and I think that was the problem with the joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was sort of dealing with it. Basically, if you could get the police to act on a shoplift, it was quite a big what, deal. Sting? <laughs> what? Sting was there as well. Yeah. <laughs> the police. Um, if you could get, um, like, the police to act on the shoplift, it was quite a big deal because they weren't really interested. So you could say, like, stand up and go, like, oh, the police going to deal with whoever. Yeah. So I had decided to get this joke. So I just stood up and went... Um, uh, guys, listen, I've spoken to the police about Blondie and they've assured me that one way or another they're going to find her. They're going to get and sang it a bit. Like, really shit. Uh, and it's just got nothing.
And I said one way, <laughs> and I just sort of slumped back into my seat, really embarrassed. Like, is that's a bit of a shit joke? Is that why you quit that job? Yeah. Is that <laughs> is that a shit joke? Um, yeah. I mean, it's not. I think it's all in the delivery. It's bad, it's but bad. it's not. It's not like terrible. No, no. But let me ask you this: <laughs> Were you kind of a little bit embarrassed when uh, you were doing it this in is the it. act? So you not really commit to it. It's is that about, why it wasn't funny? Yeah, a joke like that's all about the delivery. You got to commit. You got to do it in a jaunty, silly way. <laughs> One way <laughs> or another, they're gonna catch. More of a problem was the fact that I don't think they knew who Blondie was. No. So they must just thought I'd gone completely insane. Like, because it was just sort of like. Backtracked a bit and went, oh yes, one way or another they're going to find her. Just sort of stuck back at the scene. I've spoken to the police and they said, every step they take, they'll be watching them. <laughs> See, it would have worked if you'd done it. I see a lot of your jokes did go down really well at the office. Spreading my material about. Yeah. Well, because there was one in particular that I told to like everyone, but individually. And yeah. It used to like get a really good reaction. Which one? You, you probably completely forgotten this. It was yeah. about 10 years ago. <laughs> but, um, and like you just said, it was like an offhand comment. I yeah. thought, I'm having that. I'm having that one. <laughs> but it was. Um, so basically, you were asking me like what my colleagues were like, and I was yeah. saying that they're all sound. I said the team lead is a bit of a pain. Um, she's also, and I was saying like, oh, she's also got like two um, really quite famous like football managers in her family. And you're like, oh, okay, and we're just talking about that. And then you said like, what's the what like what's the process? What do you do in work? And I was saying, I said all we do basically is like view some footage of like shoplifting, burn it to a DVD, put it in a big box, and that gets filed away. And I said, that's all we do. And I said, the team leader's always cracking the whip to do more. And you went, yeah, you can tell she's got a background in football management, because when you burn those discs, she shouts, get it in the box. <laughs> it was like a really good joke. But like, I don't remember that. So like t- if, if she was saying to somebody, like, you know, hold me up with those DVDs, I'd be like, I can tell she's gone on. <laughs> like, bring the house on every time. Get it in the box. <laughs> and like, you know. They thought I was hilarious, didn't know yeah. that I had a writer. Yeah. <laughs> when you started doing your own material. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. So I took my own stuff and it just completely bombed. <laughs> but, yeah. but like, yeah. that office was quite weird. But we'd always give them like funny nicknames because yeah. we didn't know who they were, like Blondie yeah. and stuff. What nicknames? Yeah. Um, give us some of your nicknames. I've forgotten loads of them. We had, there was one woman called Maureen who was like doing this kind of sleight of hand thing. You couldn't yeah. tell what she was stealing. And yeah. we called her Dynamo. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, wet glasses man. He's Wet glasses, man. Yeah, glasses always put on with water, and we could never figure out why. Maybe it was like a distraction thing. <laughs> Look at me, glasses. His glasses were yeah. put with water. He does some like contraption to make him like drip with water. Oh, like like fake crying glasses. Yeah. Weird. Hey, who else did we have? Oceans. That was like a team. How many? How many were in it? Eleven. <laughs> it was eleven of Oceans them. Eleven. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. One which really made me laugh, and I came in one day. Sometimes the stores would like send in the discs, um, so we could view it. Um, and I was looking through all these discs, and one of them just had the Unstoppable Man. <laughs> I'm having that. It's a good name for your autobiography. <laughs> yeah, the Unstoppable Man. So I thought, I'm taking that one, I can view that later on in the day when I get a bit bored. Yeah. But, uh, was it, was it just no one could stop him. It, was, it wasn't as funny as it sounds. It was just the guy who was nicking those. It's like a, um, a detergent called Unstoppable. Right. He just <laughs> nicked a load of those. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. The Unstoppable Man. <laughs> Brilliant. It was crap, that job, though, because it was, like, minimum wage. They could yeah. send you if they were short anywhere. So they once sent me to, like, work in a store. Did they, um, and, like turn Just, like, for, on the shop floor? And turn up for, like, a, a job. Like, it's like starting a new job's terrible. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Just too dreadful, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's like starting a job you don't want and didn't apply for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dreadful. That's the worst when you end up in a job like that. It's like being in prison. <laughs> yeah. Can't work in the prison laundry. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Funny. 
funny. <laughs> Very funny. 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 <laughs> that is funny. Who knew that just shouting funny is funny? You shouted it, but it's funny. Funny! <laughs> you sound it in a funny voice. Funny. Glad Right, should we do some uh, venue vitriol? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I liked, I loved that guy from the last episode with the list. Ta-ta! Ta-ta! I've him? been... Well, we'll see if he appears. See if he makes oh. an appearance. Uh, this is from... The Parin Hotel. I can't remember where it is. I just sort of screenshotted it. He wasn't happy though, this bloke. Oh, he was not happy. Not happy, chappy. Turn the light on, is it? Uh, yeah, go on. The worst two days of my life. The room was dirty. It didn't even look like they were cleaned. The shower, well, if you can call it that, you would have better luck going outside in the rain as there was no pressure and didn't get hot. And to make it even worse, when looking under the bed, I found a small dildo. <laughs> Do you think they were hoping for a large dildo? When trying to call the owner, she didn't pick up, and I needed to call an additional five times before she picked up to then be shouted at and had the phone put down on me. When she arrived at the hotel, she came in and started shouting and getting in my face. When she went up to the room and I showed her all the problems in the dildo, she informed me, saying, What did you expect for the price she paid? We've only got small dildos for that price. If you want a big one, you have to pay extra. Come on. If you want the big, if you want the big dildo, you've got to pay extra. The room was dirty. It didn't even look like they were cleaned. If you were well, if you can call it that, you'd have to better look going out in the rain. There was no pressure. It didn't get hot. And to make it even worse, when looking under the bed, I found a small dildo. When I tried calling the owner, didn't pick up, I need to call additional five times before she picked up to then be shouted at and had the phone put down on me. When she arrived to the hotel, she came in and started shouting and getting me paid. When she went up to the room, I showed all the problems and the dildo, she informed me, saying, What do you expect for the price you paid? A big dildo? What? what? <laughs> you can't have that! A small one's all you're entitled to. This is uh, this next one is from a um, house of holes. It's like a naughty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a naughty adult crazy golf. A no- naughty. Like an adult crazy golf. So like. The- is it like house? <laughs> house so, of holes. So basically. <laughs> We'll read it, you can have a listen. Have a... Oh, man, it does not sound like crazy golf. No. I think it's a, a glory hole shack. <laughs> mm, it was all right, I guess. <laughs> this is my review of House of Holes. We was a bit disappointed with the course, not what we was expecting. It's just mini golf with a couple of sex dolls. <laughs> Photos show dildos on all sorts, which we find funny, but was let down. It would be great if they made it a bit ruder. People find sex toys and porn funny and will attract more people. <laughs> Cocktails are amazing, though, and staff were nice. Do people find sex toys and porn funny? No. Do you find it funny? Both. We were a bit disappointed with the cough, not what we were expecting. It's just a mini-golf with a couple of sex dolls. Photos are those, all sorts, which they find funny, but was let down. 
I would be great if they made it a bit older. People find sex toys and porn funny and will attract more people. Cocktails were made in those. <laughs> I switched that on at the perfect time. <laughs> Hello, welcome to House of Holes. Hi, uh, can I have a ticket for me and my wife? Yes. Oh, your wife? Yeah. How delightful. I'm your host, Dirty Brian. How much is it? For you and your wife, £20. Okay, thank you. And that gets you a bag of bollocks. <laughs> and two large dildos. <laughs> a bag That sounds like an insult. You bag of bollocks. You bag of bollocks! <laughs> so, do you want to go ahead with it? £20, £20. For that, you get a bag of balls, which we call a bag of bollocks. <laughs> and you get two large dildos. Which is the golf clubs. <laughs> Hello, welcome to House of Holes. Welcome to House of Holes. Hey, I'm your host. Hey, I'm your host, Vlad. Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> <laughs> welcome in House of Holes. Reverb, you, you can sort of trick yourself into thinking you can sing fucking anything and you're amazing. I can sing fucking Yeah, you're Freddie Mercury. <laughs> you can, yeah. But really, in reality, you can't sing a thing. Sing a thing. Sing a thing. I think it's good. It just gives you that confidence to really go for it. No! <laughs> it's like he's in the room. No! Oh, God. It's <laughs> <laughs> gone a bit wrong. It's like his screaming no! <laughs> Brian May. Freddie Mercury doing a poo on Brian May's toilet. I used to tell people that Brian May had made his guitar out of a toilet because that's what my mum told me and she got it wrong. Right. And like people are like, oh yeah, I did hear he made it, made it himself. Didn't know he made it out of a toilet. What did he make it out of? A fireplace. Ah. What? How yeah. did he make it out of a fireplace? Well, like the wood from a fireplace. Oh, right. Like an old fireplace. And I'd go around telling people that he made it out of a toilet. toilet. With a blush for a blush. Wabby bar. Wabby bar. And... Um, <laughs> It's much funnier. I wonder how many people have heard that because I've, I've told loads of people that because you I, told me. I, I thought be, you'd know. I still maybe had a flush on it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a little effect. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't telling people that, but <laughs> uh, I can't believe that's not true. I've told loads of loads of people that he made out of a box. I've told loads yeah, of people. Yeah. I, I don't know if your mum was trolling me. Trolling. <laughs> He's off a trolley. Oh, good one. Good one, Pam. Is there any more on there? <coughs> yeah, probably. The horror! Do it! My boyfriend and I really want to see a burlesque show. For us, burlesque means erotic dance, good music and pretty women. The decoration of the room couldn't be cheaper. The show was presented by two old women. You couldn't call it singing. And when one of them stretched her badly shaved private parts in her face, we had to leave the room. Mm. Waste of money and wasted life. Wasted life. Ooh, I've wasted my life. Go, leave that on. I've wasted my life. Here I am. In this cheaply decorated burlesque show. Badly shaved private parts stretched across my face. <laughs> You couldn't call this singing. Not even with reverb on. And these two old women 
Burlesque should be about erotic dance, good music, and pretty women. <laughs> Not badly shaved private parts stretched across your face. <laughs> Can you sing that? I'm going to have to leave the room. <laughs> you want to sing it? <laughs> Can you do it in front of the microphone? It's part of the bloody thing. Can you sing it? What, sing this whole thing? Yeah, it's in like the voice of Kate Bush. <laughs> the voice of Kate's Bush stretched across my face. <laughs> For us, burlesque means erotic dance, good music, and pretty women. <laughs> it's not very good, that. Oh, badly shaved private parts stretched across your face. <laughs> Stretch it over my face like a baggy old fanny. Okay, it's time for the Connor Langan Memorial Competition. Jeez, last week, I was very disappointed. Last week, last... Episode. Time out. I was a bit disappointed. No. Come on, book your ideas up. I, want, I just want some contact. We want to hear from the listeners. This is, the uh, stats are showing that we're going. Time. We're losing listeners. Oh dear. And uh, you know we need some more. Maybe we need to change what I we actually, do. I actually emailed snookerpodcast at gmail.com Not to say like I love the show. Just <laughs> just to test that it was working. You know. Yeah, is it? Um, it's working. It's but, working. But yeah, yeah just it's drop, drop us a line. Tell us what you've been up to. How you like the show? What you wanted to talk about? Ask us some questions. Maybe we need to talk more about snooker. Yeah, it got veered quite away from snooker, which is yeah. fine. But um, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> so this is um, this week's competition. Very easy this time. So I made it really easy. And uh, if you know who it is, drop us a line, and you get the last month snooker scene in the mail. <laughs> Send us a tweet. Send, yeah, tweet us. Yeah, tweet us. You sound like Richard Maitland. Yeah, tweet us. Welcome back. Um, oh, I know what we're going to talk about, which I forgot. Um, yeah. We had the Jubilee party outside the house. Oh, God, did you? Got invited to it by a, a lovely lady down the road. Um, the Queen. <laughs> well, she actually came out and said we're having a party for the Queen. This was like months before. But yeah. I was like, what? I didn't. Like, well, the Queen's coming. Yeah. Uh, so, tell me, how bad was it? Well, I wasn't looking forward to it. Yeah. I, was te- I remember texting you. Yeah. And you were saying, well, something funny might happen, you can talk about it. Okay. But it well, some, it wasn't so much funny, but and it was... prayers were answered. Certainly, there was an incident. Yeah. Um, Unsavoury? I mean, to be honest, the party, I mean, I didn't really want to go to it, but it was right outside the door, yeah. and it was actually quite good. It'd be churlish not to go. Yeah, but there was, like, loads of kids playing, which was good for, like, you know, snooker baby, just play with yeah. all the kids. And, like, there was loads of booze, and it was right outside the house, so, like... You could have a drink and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's actually quite a good vibe going. Like, everyone's enjoying it. Um, I wasn't really interested in singing like 
national anthem and stuff. But anyway, but um, so yeah, it was good vibes. And um, but this woman turned up, right? And she's like, no one really likes it because she's caused loads of trouble on the, oh, on the right. clothes. But like, no one let it bother us. Like, you know, we just carried on, didn't really speak to it. Yeah. She got a bit pissed. We had these cardboard cutouts, and um, she grabbed a Jurgen Klopp cardboard cutout yeah. and started like dancing around in circles, drunk, right? She hammered this football with one leg, and it. Well, she was holding on to this, like, Jürgen Klopp cardboard cutter. And the ball smashed into this old lady who was sat down, and her neck just, like, snapped. And, like, she was making this howling noise, like, and I thought, she's, de- she's probably dead here. Like, she got, Aah! like, an old scouse lady. And, like, I was like, everyone just, it just went silent. And everyone, no one really knew what to do. Like, everyone was just, like, almost frozen to the spot. It was, like, really terrible. It, it, yeah. So what's happened? You can't just leave it there. What she happened to her neck? It reminded me when... Um, Terry Griffiths did a trick shot on Blue Peter and the ball flew off the table and nearly killed Shep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's awful. But um, she was okay, this woman. Was it like a full-size case? Yeah, yeah. yeah, fuck it out. So like, you can imagine what happened. It was just Whoa. like, ruined the vibe. It dulled the vibe somewhat. But um, they got her a glass of wine and she was like, she came round like Thanks. <laughs> well, she, she said something quite funny actually because I'd never heard this phrase before she went she's wrecked me platy dupes amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's proper wrecked can you do wrecked the sound me. of an old scouse lady again hit <laughs> I like the way you do it, the whole face and neck I've got to get into character okay. I'm a method actor oh, she's wrecked me platy dupes <laughs> broken me neck broken me dupes <laughs> She's broken me neck and I can't have me mind on me platy jibs. <laughs> platy jibs. Oh man, platy jibs. Can you go inside the woman's bad? My platy jibs. The one who's just been hit. I'll do the few moments before she okay. gets hit. Okay. Um, like, she's just enjoying the vibes okay. and then she gets hit okay. out of the blue. Okay, ready for this. I think I've wrecked my neck from doing that. Open. Um, <laughs> Do you remember the teacher from our school who got hit in the head by a football and, and was off work for like six months? <laughs> yeah. That's a good little sky. She claimed you, yeah. Uh, Those footballs are pretty soft. Yeah, they were like, they weren't, they were like rubber balls. Rubber balls. They were good because they, were, they weren't like flyaways. Were they not? It, no. Do you remember it was weird at our school? We used to buy them from like the bursas, the bursas yeah. office. I remember the school. them being flyaways. No, they weren't quite flyaways. Oh, they were like those kind of heavy, yeah, yeah. rubber ones. So they weren't like them. leather footies, but they were. But you could buy them for like two quid. Yeah. And uh, it's just so weird that like the school used to stock them to sell to fleece the kids. Yeah. I didn't actually play football that much. No. So we we always used to have one, but we, like you used to, we used to club our money together and like buy one. And then, because they were rubber, you could write names on it. So you yeah. used to write on it, like everyone who 
contributed Ugh, right name on it and yeah. then some bigger boys would get it and kick it on the roof mm. and you have to go and buy another one it is very funny seeing someone get hit in the head by a football she, she, she wasn't actually she wasn't actually that old but yeah. she was like in poor health right and like, so it's her own fault quite <laughs> 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 Yeah. You don't look after yourself. Yeah, you don't look at mate. Mike Tyson. If your neck's so weak that it can be broken by a, a yeah. drunken kick of a football, <laughs> then screw you. It's your fault, mate. You should yeah. be working out. House of Hells. Welcome to House of Hells. <laughs> <laughs> grab yourself a. Grab yourself a dildo and let's get going. <laughs> Welcome to House of Hells. <laughs> I'll be your host. Grab yourself a bag of bollocks and a dildo. We'll be on our way. Yes, how's the holes? Hello. I would like to register a complaint. Okay, what would you like to complain about? Nothing of dildos. Not enough dildos? Not enough. What's wrong with that? There wasn't enough. Why do you like dildos? I love them. They make me laugh. <laughs> What's funny about a dildo? Shape, 